0: Part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective.
1: This
2: podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red
3: networkcom Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking.
2: for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up the fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weebie Geeks and the Geek revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Streaming Freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is your dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. Uh, Derek, how are you doing
4: tonight? Tired. (laughs) I hear you. But other than that, okay.
2: Um, I have on the line with us three people from a great little independent film called Bigfoot Famous. We have Laura Howard Hayes, who plays Freddie Huff. Um, we have Peter Voss, who plays Joey Johnson. And we also have Sam Millman, who plays Jericho and is also one of the directors on the film. How are you guys doing? We're
3: good.
0: We're, We're very good. good. We are doing fine.
1: Thank you for having us on.
2: Oh, it's our pleasure. So I guess to start off, uh, I guess we'll give this to Sam first. Tell us a little bit about Bigfoot Famous.
3: Well, I, I just want to say just to be straight up just forward with you guys, Peter, who plays Joey Johnson here, also co-directed and, and co-wrote this too. So just to be clear.
2: I, I stand corrected. I <laughs> I apologize,
3: Peter. Now, uh, no, it's, it's a. It's OK. It's OK. Uh, pretty much not the Big first foot. time.
1: Peter, like, good thing you said that, Sam, because Peter was going to light his bed on fire. If you didn't clarify, that would have happened.
3: I know. I was ready to walk. He's going to walk. We, this has happened before and Peter's gotten real upset. So I, I just want to get this out of the way. <laughs> but anyway,
4: we definitely <laughs> don't want that.
3: So <laughs>
2: no. then it would be weebie Geeks Famous.
3: But uh, yeah, but Bigfoot Famous is about washed-up influencer who's trying to get back to her fame and get back to all the views that she used to have. And when there's a Bigfoot sighting, she decides, oh, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go do a collab with Bigfoot. So she embarks on the journey to go and find Bigfoot and get a video with the with the creature. <laughs> and that's what Bigfoot Famous is about.
2: So Lauren and I'll go to Peter next. How did, how did you and Sam come about um, putting this film together?
0: Well, um, we met this lovely actress named Steph Barkley a little before the pandemic. And we created this sketch with her where she played this kind of desperate influencer who was down on her luck and kind of running out of views. And she was throwing a birthday party for herself and nobody showed up to her birthday party so we were kind of cutting back and forth between what she was posting on her social feeds and what was happening in reality and there was nobody there but she was making it out to seem like she was having this really fun birthday party And it was just this really sad kind of reality the sketch <laughs> we did and there's a lot of humor in it so when the pandemic hit um, we wanted to do something and we wanted to like make something and we kind of talked to Steph about doing an idea, combining that character with this other idea we had about kind of this like mass social media, like hunt for Bigfoot. Um, and we, so we kind of combined those two worlds and it became more about um, the world of social media and like kind of how we're so consumed by it than actual Bigfoot. But I uh, myself personally just like love being in the woods and I love camping and, uh, the idea of going and filming a movie out like in the redwoods was just so exciting and it was outside. So it was, you know, being as safe as possible. And yeah, we just, with our background and just kind of writing, directing, producing, editing stuff together, we, we, uh, just knew we needed to find the right people to help us do it. And we wanted to just go, go and make something and kind of stay creatively active during a kind of a rough period for everybody. What was
2: Was it difficult to uh, pre-production, production, production, post during the pandemic?
0: Yeah, uh, pre-production was, um, I guess, easier because we could do it all online. But, you know, it was basically just Sam, Steph and myself um, kind of going about all that. It was a lot of work to put on ourselves for a full feature. But I'd say, you know, the post was also pretty um, efficient because, um i edited the film and sam helped with that as well and we had you know it was easy the post process is kind of like remote as is but i'd say the production probably had the most um tricky elements to it because we had to we were like the guinea pig for the Humboldt county film commission they they said we were the first crew they had to film during (laughs) the pandemic so they put us um we had like a COVID protocol we had to go by um you know, most of our stuff was filmed outside, which was good, but, uh, we all shared like one Airbnb together, a big Airbnb. So we all had to get like tested beforehand. And this was what, you know, before vaccines, before testing was like super common as well. So it was definitely like a a tricky time to like pull off a production, but we tried to be conscious of filming outside, not a lot of people, um, and kind of just
3: being smart about it as best as we could. And everything was kind of hinging that people would test negative because I don't know what we would have done if somebody tested positive. And everything was like go, go, go because if, if we couldn't go during that week because everything was booked out and planned, that um, would have all fallen apart. So it worked out. Uh, we were really lucky that everything worked out pretty pretty well and efficiently.
4: It's been – It's been interesting. We've been we've been talking to a few indie filmmakers, and um, hearing all of your different stories and how you dealt with the COVID and everything. It's been very interesting to see some of the interesting and inventive things you've had to do to deal with it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. a very uh, interesting time, and I think that also helped like us get the cast and crew in a sense because nobody at the time was working so and a lot of people wanted to do something (laughs) the timing was just kind of right for us that we were able to get all the people that we wanted to be a part of this and um, yeah we're just like block out a week like let's just go make a movie and uh, luckily everyone was like all our top choices were, were down and and we also asked people that we knew could like handle the conditions that we were about to go into everyone was like a team player very talented and and uh we were very excited about like the group of people that went up to the redwoods with us
2: so lauren since it brought up casting a little what was the casting process like for you or was it just a phone call of uh you available we want to do, we want to do this film
1: yeah yeah they called me up and they were like hey so we're doing this film it's fully improvised and they're going to be shooting in the same forest that the ewoks lived in the return of the jedi <laughs> and i was Sold. <laughs> me being in my my the same set of pajamas for 3 days in a row i was like yes absolutely <laughs> i'll be there
2: hey <laughs> 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 to be in the same shooting location as Indoor sold. I'll be there as well. It
3: was really cool because a few of the trees, they're still there from like exactly the same kind of. There's this axe there, and uh, and uh, another tree that you could walk under, and yeah, it's it's still there, still.
4: Oh wow.
3: <laughs> still treeing it up, if if you will.
4: <laughs> very cool. Plus, it's also a very beautiful location.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that specific Grove is called Cheatham Grove. And I remember talking to the park rangers there cause we shot it with the hum, it's in the Humboldt Redwood state park up in Northern California. And one of the rangers there um, at first he denied us to film there and we were like, ah, it was like our top choice of all the different shooting locations available. <laughs> and then, so I went up there to scout with a couple other people and when I was, he was like, okay, well go see it. Like, let me know. He was trying to make up excuses of why we couldn't do it, but he didn't really have one. He's like, it'll be too busy. There'll be too many people there. You'll see, just go visit it. So I went, there was not a soul there. And I was like, we went on a, like a Friday afternoon, didn't see anybody. It's perfect. There's plenty of room. And then it came back and he, uh, he approved that location for us and we were like, yes. Oh my God. We're going to get a little, uh, nice star Wars reference in here as well. But yeah, we, uh, got yeah, the locations are just unreal up there. And, and what was really nice also about the redwoods is the trees are so big and they, they create such a big, I guess, cover for us that we didn't really have to worry about the sun too much because it was kind of all even shaded lighting, which helped because we didn't have a lot of lights with us. So uh, that was also like an added bonus that we kind of realized when we went to scout there.
4: So did you uh, did you base the uh, ranger character in the movie on him at all, or was that just? Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, geez, no, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say anything about the. Well, there were some actually we had four <laughs> rangers there. Three, yeah. of, three of them were very cool. Um, I'd say I was uh, somewhere between one of those guys. But now my character is a little, um, I've done this character before on our YouTube channel. Um, just kind of man on the street where I interview people in parks and and somehow people actually think I am a park ranger. (laughs) Um, I don't know how they're, they're falling for that, but, um, it's definitely a pretty silly character when in retrospect, looking back, there's some like serious moments and then my character is just like, (laughs) <laughs> stupid, but, it's you know. the voice it's uh it's the park ranger voice you do yeah I think that's what
4: yeah.
0: yeah yeah no it was it, it was fun and it was like a small enough role where i didn't have to um well i didn't really prepare much at all but like sam was in it a lot so um i you know i know sam was itching to get behind camera and wasn't always wanting to be uh in every scene but <laughs> we needed him to play jericho it just had to happen
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: I loved how Peter, uh, the voice you used, <laughs> was, was a mix of a California surfer or skater dude meets Minnesota.
0: It's a completely, yeah. it, it, I have no idea what kind of accent it's from. I like think the first time I did it, I was trying to do like a New York accent or something and it's it's definitely not that. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I think that's what makes it unique. You know, you, you kind of have no idea what I'm doing. Right. <laughs>
1: Peter, I'm I gonna like the character. A little, little sample of of Joey.
0: Oh, Joey, okay.
1: Um.
0: So, if uh, if you see behind us, we have a mountain range. It looks to be the Olympic Mountains up in northern Washington. This is actually the site where they first saw Bigfoot back in 1947. Yeah. <laughs> I also made that up. That, I'm sure someone will fact check that.
2: <laughs> so Lauren, tell us a little bit about Freddie.
1: Oh, Freddy, huh? Freddie, Freddie, Freddy. Freddie uh is a YouTube famous detective who is just determined to prove um prove something and she's taking that out on Coley. And um I based the character off of uh Zach Baggins from Ghost Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was watching a lot of ghost hunters at the time when when they approached me to do the character and I just loved his seriousness I (laughs) I loved how much he believed in what he was doing it's that kind of blind passion that I'm really drawn towards plus I love ghosts but uh yeah with this this character I was like I'm going to go full Zach Baggins. I even have the glasses ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah. Had to have the right thickness because, you know, Zach, Zach has that that look. Well, <laughs> it's, all, it's all premeditated.
2: I, I love how, as yeah, soon as that, you got that look, <laughs> I, I loved how, as soon as you got the information you needed, person would turn around, come back, look back to finish the comment with you, and you were gone.
1: Yes. He's
3: Batman, you know, Batman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was something I pitched to them. um, I forget where, what, I think we were on the farm on one of the shoot days and I, uh, or something, but I was like, Hey, what if I just did that where I just disappear? And they're like, yes, let's do it. Plus it's more efficient. (laughs) It just kept shooting more efficient.
3: Gets us out, gets us to end the scene. We don't have to yeah. figure out how to end it. I don't know if you guys know, we, uh, we, imp- <laughs> I don't know if Peter mentioned it. We, we improvised this movie, so, uh, we had an outline. So <laughs> every time we, we'd shoot something, uh, we'd rehearse it and then we'd have to, f- you know, figure out exactly how it was going to go. And so just Lauren disappearing made it that much easier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
2: Sam, fill us in a little bit. It was on- a- Go ahead, Derek. I was just going to say it was a great character trait. Yeah. Speaking of character traits, Jericho Even Even dead Stole the scene
3: (laughs) You know, uh, Jericho, yeah Um, I was in the Previous sketches that we had Done with the Coley character So Jericho was just this guy who Was kind of sort of there Dating dating Coley and kind of they were Using each other for views more or less to kind of fake a relationship for like YouTube because YouTube likes that relationship type drama. So, you know, just, just went into it (laughs) with that in mind. I'm afraid of, uh, Coley and kind of more so let, uh, let Steph kind of control the scenes and I was playing off her mainly, but, uh, I would it's you know, Jericho and I uh, we're not too different. i I, I don't know if uh, you know, if that was real life, I'd probably uh, play it the same same of being afraid of the woods, not wanting to go to the woods. so that was uh, very much me. Um, <laughs> but you know it's a it's it's I, I was I was he- hesitant because i I wanted us to uh, get another person to play Jericho because I prefer to be behind the camera, but pandemic and all it was just uh, uh easier if i if i did it so uh i took one took one for the team and i was like i'll, I'll be jericho for you guys um but yeah, jericho yeah you had to be but <laughs> definitely like i i don't know i i i like not having to that control in the scene and yeah just playing off staff and uh, just letting her guide it uh made me less uh panicked because i'm not <laughs> that's not my comfortable place acting.
2: So, so you put the Harrison Ford clause in get
3: there. Get to <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say about the hair?
2: I uh, said, so you put the Harrison Ford claws in there. Make sure you oh. got killed off early. Oh
3: yeah. 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 Uh, always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. That's my one clause. <laughs> and you got, you got to wear the costume. So I got to wear the costume. I got to be in water in the costume, which was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible, but, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, but no, it was good. I, I think it worked out how it was, how it was supposed to, and I'm glad that I ended up doing it. I got to bleach my hair, so my girlfriend was thrilled about that after the shoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I kept that for a little while, um, but yeah, you know, uh, it was it was uh, it was a good time. And uh, I you know, if we ever do a sequel, I I can come back as uh, as a ghost or something.
2: Or Jericho's brother. Yes, yeah, twin yeah, brother. that's
3: always, yeah, he probably does have a, <laughs> have a twin.
2: Um, I hate when I have the question, and then it's gone. Um, okay, Derek, take this from me before I stumble.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, got so much so Jericho's, uh, Jericho's hair. I, I understand. It is. It,
4: <laughs> <laughs> so it was a uh, very interesting
2: some of the other actors that you, you brought in for this um, Steph, you you said, you know, she helped write the movie as well. Um, but some of the other actors.
0: Gosh. Um, well, Chris Kleckner, first of all, you know, playing Marty Meltzer, the Bigfoot expert. Um, what a hero. Um, he, <laughs> you know, he's in so much of the movie too. And so much, you know, it was improvised and we had a couple like rehearsals before we went there to kind of really, Find the scenes because we had them outlined in quite a bit of detail, but we didn't write down dialogue. And so Chris was such a big part of helping shape the story um, and really just create the scene. Like some of the scenes towards the end of the film are like, you know, we, you know, Sam and I were doing one thing and helping camera get set up and figuring out positions to shoot, and, and Steph and Chris just like. Came to us and like, hey, uh, what do you think about this, this, and this? And we're like, oh my god, that's better than what we. Were. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Chris was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Go
3: ahead. No, it just it takes a certain talent to do what Steph and and Chris did, and every actor on this movie. But with Chris and Steph having, you know, need we needed that sort of emotional arc from their characters and. Uh, you know with the script it's hard and then but with improv improvisation it's 100 times harder and you know <laughs> they made it really easy actually and it like Peter and I were just blown away every every single time and and how pretty quick they were able to to find it and um us shooting out of order and still having it be co- cohesive it was uh Nothing short of a miracle, but but that was again, you know, with with we cast everybody for this reason was because we had that trust in in everybody and uh, uh, Chris Kleckner playing Marty, Lauren playing Freddie, Anthony Maas Triple T, the villain tri- Triple T, and uh, yeah, I mean was everybody was just amazing and brought so much to it that um, yeah we got really lucky.
4: I have to say that um, if you hadn't have just if you hadn't just told me that it was improvised, I would never have guessed. (laughs) That's good. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good.
4: Yeah. 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 yeah, You you did a great job.
0: Thank you. Yeah. We tried to like, um, you know, in the edit as well. That was something we were trying to be conscious of. And uh, we've done a lot of sketch improv stuff in the past. So we also wanted to take it. And when we filmed it, we we had a lot of longer one takes where the camera was moving around the characters and, um, tried to shy away from a lot of coverage, um, not only for time, but also for the fact of, you know, when you, we we did shoot coverage for sure in the movie, but, um, when you're improvising, shooting for coverage doesn't always work when you only have one camera because you got to try to remember what everybody said and try to match it again. So <laughs> we are definitely trying to do, especially out in the Redwoods, some like longer choreographed shots where we could uh, let the the characters kind of find the scene there. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely like a, a fun – I mean, it was so much fun to edit this movie.
1: What is it like?
0: Was there a lot of outtakes in?
1: Yeah, yeah like what is it like sifting through <laughs> outtakes and improv i'm curious <laughs> yeah
0: i mean you know so i think like i always want to watch everything um and gosh i know i mean you know sam knows this obviously but like you know so many the movie could have also been so different like you know depending on where we went in certain scenes with different like Storylines like you know, a lot of it we even just had to cut out. I think we cut 17 minutes out of the original cut just for time and to get to the forest faster. And, um, you know, there's whole like Marty when he was leaving has a scene with um, his sister Martha, who's played by Kelsey Gunn, who's also another amazing actress that came up to the Redwoods with us. And, um, Marty has this whole bit about how he has this toy collection and he <laughs> tried to sell it to someone from Russia on eBay, and he got like ripped off and they ended up like stealing money from him and it was all improvised and it was like so funny and like I was like holding on to that for a while. I was like we both of- were it was killing yeah. us, and then when we
3: showed the movie so that was that's a nice thing you know having showing the movie to to various people um and then being like, yeah, you don't need that. Uh, But we're like, but it's funny. But yeah, but they're like, it doesn't really serve the purpose. And like, it just takes longer and uh, you lose the tempo. (laughs) And uh, so, but yeah, little things like that. And (laughs) it was amazing hearing like these little backstory things like actors were putting into the improvisation. It was really fun. But yeah, that's a great example. uh, Peter just (laughs) said, I totally forgot about that, but it killed us every time we were watching that scene.
0: Well, and what I thought was fascinating, I'm going to brag a little bit about Lauren here, but I was shocked at how, like, consistent Lauren was in everything. Like, out of all the actors, um, editing-wise, you were always, like, doing the same thing all the time and at, like, such a, a great level. Um And and I'm not just saying that, like, that's actually true. This is, you know, coming from the person who edited it. Like (laughs) uh, Freddie Huff was on and Freddie Huff, you like, this is the funny thing, too. We didn't have a script, but Lauren, like, basically came with like script (laughs) character. And you just, especially (laughs) when we were at the Legend of Bigfoot store, you had that monologue with Kelsey,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, Marty's sister, Martha, And you just like started doing it in like a rehearsal and we were like, oh my God. So
1: good. How did you come up with that? How did I come up with that? Oh my God. I just selfishly I wanted a lot of screen time and uh, (laughs) um uh no, I just like her character grills and I and I had it in my head, I was like, all right, if you're gonna grill, now's the now's the time. Do it. Uh so yeah. I bullied myself.
3: We're scared of, we're actually scared of Lauren. And this is the first time we've ever said it.
1: Are you?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It's Freddie Huff. Only well, yeah, as Freddie Huff. Yeah. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. It's the eyebrows. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's very, she's <laughs> very direct, Freddie Huff. She doesn't take any flack from anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No. No. <laughs> uh,
2: the, the film, not even Little Girl. The, the film it's out now, correct?
3: Yeah, it came out uh November second, so three days ago. Then we wanna
1: go watch it. It's on Apple T V. yeah Oh nice.
0: Wait. ITunes Apple TV. Um you can also get it on, you know, Amazon. YouTube. It's everywhere. It's everywhere.
2: Awesome. So we're really good it, at
3: we're really good at plugging this.
2: Since it just came out, we'll, we'll still try and stay spoiler free, unless y'all want to spoil the film.
3: Well, I guess you know the listeners already know I die, <laughs> unless that gets cut out. But I guess it's
4: okay. <laughs> it, it, it does help carry the. So he may of- or may not die in the film. We don't. Know. <laughs> we don't know. It's a shot in the dark. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. dark.
1: Yeah. It uh, is a shot
2: in the dark. <laughs> um, what was some of this? Was there a difficult scene that y'all really wanted to do, and, and it was just oh. a, a hard one to get, and you finally got it?
3: Well, because we we were shooting so so much stuff, so many scenes needed to be shot, in so few days, and you know, so much in various locations that we didn't have enough time for but you know we were we were moving fast that like a few times yeah we would get stuck and you know we're racing with not just running out of time at the location and needing to move and go to another location but also we're fighting uh the sun and, and daylight and um yeah there's <laughs> there's a there's a few times the one of the ones uh, was a scene on a beach um, that we were shooting at the end of the day and we were expecting like no people on the beach. Um, and there were a good <laughs> amount of people on the beach <laughs> and then at that point, yeah, we're battling light and, and it needs to be, um, uh, the sun's going down. And so we, we don't have a lot of time and, people, and then um, after, what's that? people on the beach were being loud. Loud, yeah, so sound, and then like, <laughs> and then they're getting in our shots, and we're trying to shoot coverage, and we're getting pretty upset, <laughs> upset, and yeah, nobody's like, you know, we can ask politely, but then it's like, they don't have to do anything, it's not like, you right. know, yeah. locked down. so <laughs> we're getting pretty discouraged, and then, um what, what was the sequence of events,
0: we were like, we moved we, at some point. Yeah, because we couldn't get a two shot of them together, because there was just people in the background. So we yeah. ran down the beach after the sun had already set. There was still like a little bit of light and we just like plopped them down on the ground cause they needed to come out of the bushes to find the beach. So we got that shot real quick. And then we're like, let's just do one more take. Um, Dom, our DP, who, who is incredible throughout the whole process. Um, very talented. We told him, he's like, we only have one more shot because there's not enough light. And we're like, all right, Chris and, and Steph just do the whole scene all the way through and this is going to be a water. <laughs> and so they came out, they sat mm-hmm. down next to each other and then they did the whole scene all the way through. And it like, they like crushed it. And we, they didn't have any room for error um, because we're like, we can't use the other footage we shot cause it was over there and the sun was out and it looks so different. But then in the edit, um, we, I, we, we came up with this idea where we actually flipped their singles um so it matched how they were sitting on the beach and we played with the color and we got it to match so when you see their singles that was at a completely different spot on the beach and a different time of the day to so the two shot oh
4: wow
3: and, and, the,
0: and there's also that when they first entered the beach
3: uh we're on them and then the camera we're facing them and the camera flips around to see what they're looking at and we're behind them and it and the shot the timing of it when we got around them, some guys on the beach throwing a football, and that's the only usable shot we had. So we had to VFX uh, them out, which was not too much of an issue. But it's just really funny because <laughs> if you let it play out, like without VFX, it's just it's a little comical because <laughs> they're supposed to be so alone and secluded and just alone <laughs> in the wilderness. They stumble across a beach and there's a guy just tossing a football, and they're safe. <laughs>
1: My favorite, my favorite uh, anti-hero of the on the beach was uh, that woman who was rock climbing with her- Oh my God. Team. There was this woman who was rock climbing and she was like very animated and she had a really raspy voice and she was so loud and, and, and her kids were base jumping off of mm-hmm. these tall- rocks and they're trying to do the shots this woman's just talking yeah ooh, good one coyote that probably was her son's name and i'm like i'm like, I'm like trying to tell them to be quiet but yeah no, it was the, like
0: the kids were in the, the, <laughs> in the back of one of the shots and in one of the shots i remember like a kid just jumps off a rock and i'm like what well, like come on um, <laughs> yeah uh, the other the other shot that we had a lot of difficulty with was actually the shot it's a like a long water where um sam's character jericho gets shot and killed um, <laughs> we did that like i think 19 times and yes. yes there was so much to choreograph with it and like the you know, obviously like the camera had a lot to do, um, and focus. And then it was just, we were figuring the scene out, but we basically had uh, a time limit at this park with the Ranger. And we had like, we, we had gone over the time and we kept going and going and we had the camera was set up on like a Ronin with, um, yeah, what it was with, but it, it basically, it was like kind of like a mock cam. and, we kept doing it, and like it just wasn't working, and it wasn't like chaotic enough, and like the panning of the Ronin was like it was kind of just too smooth almost. So, um, luckily, like this was like fate, and it also wasn't like, really great for us later. But the Ronin like broke, <laughs> the, or the steady rig that was attached to the Ronin broke, and it was like getting in the frame of the shot, and we were like, oh my gosh! Like we still don't have it. The Ranger said we have to go. He's like, I'll give you guys one more take and i don't know whose decision it was it might have been dom's decision he's like i'm just gonna go handheld with it and i was like yeah like that's that's actually such a better idea because um and we told all the actors sam anthony uh chris and stuff i was like you guys this is the only other shot we have um so hopefully it's good and um we did it and in, in the handheld motion of the camera like adds so much to it because we were like we were like wow we were stupid we should have always been doing it handheld because <laughs> it's just so much more chaotic and like scary and, and Dom was whipping back and forth between you know a couple of the characters and it just kind of made it feel a little more real and um, luckily when we checked the footage later we I was just like hyper nervous that like everything was going to be like right but it's by far like the best take we got so we were just really happy um it all like kind of played out that way
2: Now, the specific locations that y'all have in the film, like the Sasquatch shop or the Bigfoot shop, the face in the tree, the the X, were those stuff that you found first and then added back in as outline points um, or were they not originally included and they, you guys just happened to fall upon them by a circumstance, by a happenstance?
0: Well, the, the big, the legend of Bigfoot store was a store that. I had gone on a road trip a couple of years ago up through Oregon and uh, down the coast, the California coast. And so I went through the Redwoods and I saw that store, the legend of Bigfoot. And I was like, this is the coolest store ever. And like, I took all these photos of it. So then when we started coming up with this movie, um and we're like let's let's actually go film in the redwoods like you know let's not do the the forests around LA like let's go get some like legit forest looking um, environments and the bigfoot stores up there and that one like so when we went up to scout we had um i just went into the store and like talked to the manager and i couldn't believe how nice they were and how cool they were with us shooting there and they were very casual about it, though. They are like, yeah, just, like, text me, like, the day before you want to shoot. I, like, had, I'm like, we're going to shoot on this day, like, from this hour to this hour. He's like, yeah, just text me before you get there. And I'm like, uh. So I was, we were still, like, very nervous, like, even just showing up there. We're like, I hope they, were like, remember who we are. And, like, they're cool with us being here. But that ended up being such a great location because it just looks amazing. And there's so, many, so much good, like, memorabilia and all these wood statues outside and, um, it just really seemed fitting for that Marty Meltzer character to be uh, owning that store. But then um the other points of the map, I guess, we we kind of just fill those in as like possible spots that they were gonna find on their journey. And then it wasn't really till we went up on the scout that we saw, and we we're granted that the Star Wars Grove with the X on the trees, were like, that has to be like where they end. Um, the face on the tree was something we found on the Scout. And the teddy bear was in the, in the original script. So we, um, we knew like we had to plug in those ideas, but we weren't sure what they were going to be until we actually went to the forest and like looked around and, and found recognizable spots that could be like on this map.
2: So the teddy bear was something you could have added anywhere for that first spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that was, you know, a pretty, we thought it was a pretty funny element that, you know, she was getting this advice from like. A five-year-old, <laughs> um, it's like you know, it plays out. I, I'm I'm happy with how it played out, but like I think halfway through um, filming it, we were like, you know, we were realizing there was a lot more like heart and some darkness to this than initially was plotted out, especially with like that idea that she's following the map of a five-year-old. But I do think it's kind of in Co- Coley's uh, personality that she would do something like that, so I think it works.
4: Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, actually. I like that, that, um, she was so determined to follow that five-year-old's map, no matter what, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that desperate. anything to get those views back <laughs> didn't matter. Now
2: with going back to Freddie, you know, Freddie's so dead set against, you know, convicting Cully. Mm-hmm. Once you see the true actions with triple T. And what he does with Melvin. Does Freddie still think Coley did it or. Um, well, that is, that is the
1: question, uh, that I left, uh, from my character. It's, um, she's kind of desperate too to, uh, get the likes and the views and, and she, she kind of takes a darker turn. So she starts out, I think, um, more, um, uh, vigilant and uh, she does want to seek the truth, but she does find out the truth doesn't fit her narrative and she twists it.
3: Yeah, we, yeah, it's just so interesting. I mean, YouTube, it, as silly as the movie might seem with how we depict certain aspects of uh, influencers in YouTube, it's not far. Everything's sort of depicted in a possible reality and all the channels that were like, parodying in a way like an investigator channel or a drama channel who's benefiting from you know a murder and kind of salaciously talking about it you know for views it's it's all uh based in in our reality so um it's it's kind of crazy and i i don't know i'm sure there are like you know investigative uh YouTubers who are will definitely stretch the truth or angle their videos a certain way to get you know what whatever better viewership um never on YouTube
2: in- <laughs>
4: never. <laughs> That wouldn't <laughs> happen It's just
2: like with true crime podcasts they would never do that just for just for the subscribers
4: No
1: no, no, no. My, my favorite YouTubers uh, are the ghost hunting YouTubers. <laughs> like I took my research from Zag Baggins to the ghost hunting YouTubers and uh, <laughs> they would be reacting to nothing. Like at least, at least ghost hunters can edit if something's not, if someone's not showing up, the spirit isn't saying hello that night, or maybe they did and they missed it. But my, the YouTube ghost hunters are like big and the thumbnails, <laughs> the, the <technical laughs> thumbnails on their YouTube is just like the, ah, face, but there's nothing going on, but you know, it's all for the clicks.
2: Now, did you, how much inspiration did y'all take from like the different Bigfoot hunter shows online or that have been on cable TV for this, the the parody?
0: I mean, I, I, I remember, um, watching Willow Creek, uh, in our research and we didn't, you know, not to say we parodied that, but I loved how they went into the town and kind of talked to all the people around there about Bigfoot and, I think you know, I suggested that movie for Chris Fleckner to watch who played Marty. I was like, you should watch this movie because all these people are out there, they live up in this area and they've all seen Bigfoot and it's like basically perfect for your character to like kind of take a little bit of action from this. But I think other otherwise, like, I don't know, I think, you know, I'm such a fan of the supernatural and the mysterious things out there and Bigfoot obviously falls within that realm as to like aliens and ghosts and other paranormal things. So it's just exciting. It was exciting for me to have like that at the center of like an idea, even though, you know, the movie doesn't focus necessarily on Bigfoot. It's kind of like this, um, I don't know, it's just this vessel for this sad story about kind of the state of our world with social media. And, and I guess Bigfoot is kind of a, an idea for that. Cause it's like this thing that's, potentially out there but no one really knows no one's really seen it but everyone knows about it and everyone you know if Bigfoot did show up you better believe like everyone would would try to get a piece of it um so I don't know there's there's a lot going on with it with the movie there's a lot of different like angles I guess we were kind of interest we were combining with it but um we heard we listened to a few podcasts
3: too there is one specific to uh, Bigfoot that we were using uh, as research, as well for Marty, um, and some of the stuff he was saying throughout when he started trying to sm- sound like an expert. Expert was pulled from stuff we had heard as as craziest things, like the things he was saying. Uh, some of it might be true.
2: <laughs> now, before we have to let Lauren go, Lauren, where can we find you online?
1: Oh, please. Yeah. Follow me. Um, I'm doing celebrity impressions on TikTok, uh, including Melania Trump and all okay. the real housewives <laughs> that are on Bravo. I'm on TikTok at Lauren Howard Hayes, as well as Instagram at Lauren Howard Hayes. I have like nine followers on Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter. It's all about TikTok.
2: I'm just going to make it number 10.
1: Yeah, you're right. All right. One of you guys <laughs> make a <it> 10, please. <laughs> well, thank you so much.
2: We know you have to go. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll continue on with Sam and Peter for a little bit. Yeah, more. thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much, guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, do you promise when I uh, hang up, it won't end the whole thing and screw anything up?
2: <laughs> promise.
1: OK, great. OK. If
2: All not, right. if it does, we'll call <laughs> Freddie
4: Huff.
1: Okay, please. Yeah, she'll be on it. She'll solve it. And uh, she'll twist the ending to fit her narrative. my <laughs> guys. Yeah.
4: Excellent.
2: <laughs> oh. So now that Lauren's gone, who is the wildest cast member on set? And why is it Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It,
0: it, yeah, <laughs> Lauren's crazy. It's such a good, it's such a funny crowd. Lauren's actually very, uh, uh, you a little more low key than I would expect in person. She's very, um, she's very quiet and nice. And I think she listens (laughs) a lot. Um, She takes it in a lot. The wildest, you know who, honestly, the wildest person in the cast is Anthony Ma. That's a crazy guy. He played triple T. And I also just want to mention about his character because he, we've known him for a while and we met him uh, kind of in the comedy world, but he's been cast a lot of uh, recently in the last, I don't know, Five six years as a more dramatic actor, so when we came to him with this idea to play a comedy character, he was like over the moon and super excited. And um, he's just a very funny physical actor, and he did bring some dramatic things um, with Triple T, which we were just like, just so impressed by. Um, you know the scenes where he, you know, where he's yelling with Coley and a couple other scenes, but. Um, yeah, Anthony Miles a wild dude. He's a lot of fun. He's always kind of a, uh, you know, everyone knows if Anthony's there, he's the life of the party for sure.
4: No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he was really good too. His character was was uh, very interesting.
3: His those tattoos? Fake. Fake tattoos. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That is good to know.
2: A <laughs> little
3: bit of trivia, a little bit of trivia.
2: Speaking of Anthony's character, um, of course, he's the only one really with, with a firearm in the whole set or in the whole sequence. Of course, we know what just happened recently. Uh, talk about some of the sa- I, I I almost want to touch on this to make people realize Rust is not a Rust is a, a fluke thing. Um, okay. Safety. I mean, the safety protocols do exist. It's it's not a fictional thing. What were the safety protocols that y'all had on set uh, in regards to, to the, that particular fire? I, the rifle was the only firearm I remember seeing. I don't remember seeing a yeah. pistol on them. So, what was no, no. what was you alls safety protocols for that?
0: Well, um, that gun wasn't even real, and it actually was broken, which is the <laughs> it, funny part. it
3: couldn't it couldn't have been more menacing on set. no but but no that's a good question i mean everybody was aware i mean everybody saw the gun so you know um uh, nobody's worrying about it but it was plastic and like everybody was able to you know be comfortable and and, and safe with it but absolutely i mean
0: it's it, we had um you know a, a ranger on set with us yeah. whenever we were in the in the woods and all the Scenes where we had the gun, we were with a ranger because um, it was also to protect ourselves. If we, you know, we were just out there in the woods, on hiking paths, sometimes even with uh, a gun that visitors or tourists could have thought was real. That could be an issue for us potentially. So, um, oh right, the, the ranger
2: was there right away to defuse yeah. the.
0: Yeah. So we always snare. had a ranger, ranger with us whenever we had the gun on um, on set. So smart move. You know. We had to, that peace of mind, which was nice, and you know they had a they had a real gun with them, but um the gun itself, like yeah, it it had like we um our first AC Tom saved the day because the gun broke on like the first day or something, and it was like literally like falling <laughs> in half. So he had brown gaff tape and he like <laughs> gaffed the gun up. Like <laughs> Anthony does a good job of hiding it, but like that gun has masking t- or gaff tape. <laughs> yeah. But,
3: yeah, but but. but. Peter and I shot a sketch in 2012, I think, and we were filming behind like an apartment complex. And I had like this fake gun pointed at Peter and from just with the dialogue in the sketch, I guess somebody called the cops because we were probably loud. And the cops came out on the corner and Uh pointed their gun at us and uh, i was i was terrifying it was
0: terrifying (laughs) Um, luckily we were were in like middle (laughs) take and sam had his had the 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 fake gun down by his side it was just three of us our friend was filming it and yeah they came around the corner with their guns drawn and they were like drop the gun and they're like get against the wall and they like searched us and yeah we were just like kind of in shock and they were like you know if we were a rookie cop we could have shot you and like Mm Went ice scream afterwards, and we were
3: like, "Wow!" Yeah, I remember him saying that, and that's uh, that stuck with me. And I was like, "Oh my god!"
2: So, so thankfully, you had veteran cops that.
0: Yeah, right. That as as a what
2: a a, you know being a rookie cop would it would've been okay if they shot y'all. So stupid. Yeah, apparently
0: it was scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It also like we were like, "All right, well, never doing that in public again, unless like we (laughs) had like you know." Big crew and like security people with us.
2: So I, lesson learned. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. I do I do like how you said um even though it was a plastic gun, you still presented it to everyone to say hey.
0: Right. Yeah. And we were all um, we could play right. wiffle,
2: We could play wiffle ball with this thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Almost like laughable, and we were trying to find ways to like make it look more real. So like there was eleven of us there, and we all stayed at the same Airbnb. So like everyone you know, knew that it was not real and people were carrying it, you know, in and out of like the van. So like, it was very, everyone was very aware that this was a, a, a broken prop gun. Um, cause it, you know, it is, it is definitely scary to like, I don't even, I didn't even like that it was like heavy. That was kind of scary to me. Like I don't like guns at all. So it was definitely something that, uh, we were happy there was a ranger there to, um, you know, even just kind of like, Help us out and not make anyone, you know, act out in defense or something because they saw someone with a with a gun.
4: Right. Very cool. Um,
2: I don't want to spoil the ending, but the the ending location just seems Mm. so odd for the film and in in a good way. What what was the the purpose or the meaning behind uh, that final spot?
0: Well, I, I, I think originally we, you know, we had this idea where we want one of the characters to find reception somewhere and kind of check in with the rest of the world and see what's going on. And initially we had written it as, um, as them finding the highway and getting reception on the highway. Um, and then we were quickly shot down by the park rangers that we could not film on the roads in the redwoods. It was only certain groves and it was, it had to be like far into the forest. It couldn't be on the roads at all. Um, so hmm when that was learned like before our scouts so then we also the humble um county film commission had referenced us to uh, a private residence up there that rents out their location for filming and they also have redwoods on the property and that was cool because that guy didn't care about anything and, like <laughs> you can film anywhere. Like, you know, you could film with the drone here. I don't care. Um, we had like, you know, fake blood. So the fake blood was not allowed to be used in the, um, the areas with the park rangers. Cause it was like protected state parks. So whenever we had like a lot of blood that was going to be getting everywhere, like at the end of the movie, we, we shot on the guy's property cause he didn't care. Um, but we also were like, yeah, this like makes some more sense. Probably like this is, there's this creepy house, like in the middle of the woods, like, you know, they would probably have some kind of service you, these days you'd you'd think. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool um, natural way of her finding like of somewhere because it's it is surrounded by redwoods. So uh it was a very cool location.
2: I find it funny you guys say you know the fake blood to use in the in the park. I mean I, it, it's not paint. I mean, it, it does typically or most fake blood that I know, uh, theatrical film grade is all pretty much biodegradable, very organic. I mean, I've I've made you know when I did haunted houses in college, I made my own. Um, so
3: they I, I, they were so protective of the greenery and everything, and um, the ex location. Peter was was ex location where we had to put boards down to protect um, the, that uh, was it
0: was the uh wow. one where marty's in his underwear that gross <laughs> okay yeah oh, well we had, put, we
3: had to put boards down and then i was like "Aren't the these boards damaging what was it what was it protecting well, down you're from?
0: right you're right it, it was that location too there was a couple locations where we had to put down um yeah flat boards because apparently it um gosh, what's, yeah, I'm trying to think of what it's called. Um, not laurels, but the the greenery that grows on the ground. Um, I guess if you walk off the path, your feet can like rip the roots out of the ground. So if you place a a flat, um, piece of like plywood on it, it's kind of like gently pressing it down. And when you lift it up, they're still able to like be in full form instead of getting ripped up. So that's the science behind that. But (laughs) basically stuck to staying on the trails um unless we put like one of those boards down. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. This... So yeah, they were
0: very, very protective of everything
3: there, which, you know, it's nice. Uh, it's it's great that they were, but yeah, no uh yeah, blood was not gonna be okay.
4: Did you did you find yourself wondering if uh George Lucas had to go to the thing when he filmed Return of the Jedi? <laughs>
3: I, I actually was. I, I was, I, I did wonder like, um, how difficult that production was because ours was, you know, I mean, they had a gigantic crew, but you know, you have to follow these, these narrow paths. And I just, I can only imagine just these massive mass. I mean, maybe they just didn't care. or Maybe there were no, <laughs> just less rules. Back then, I mean, but,
4: then. Yeah, maybe.
3: Yeah. But I, I, I did think about that. And, um, you know, everything that they had to go through because, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many trees and just to build the, the scale of, of, of Endor and everything. It's, it's crazy that, that they, they filmed there and, and seeing that. I, I feel like they probably would have had to, uh, they probably left the, left the area in much worse condition than they entered.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Cause you don't, When you're watching a movie, you don't realize all these things that go into making it that sometimes are just weird or kind of stupid little things, but it's got to be done.
3: You know, if it's for a movie, it's got to be done. And that's (laughs) that's what we believe. But no, it's like it's stuff you would never think of unless you were like in the production. But um but yeah, when you're in the thick of it and all the little things that you normally don't think of, but, and especially when you have, um, humbled commission and all that, and like, hear the rules. It's like, wow, like this is, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. They could just shut you down if they don't like something.
2: Right. What, what was the one thing y'all did that you're afraid? Okay. We're going to, we're going to get shot down for this.
3: <laughs> I mean, I have something in mind. I don't want to say it, <laughs> And Peter's probably thinking the same thing. Oh, that
0: one thing that we could have got shut down. Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, No, you know, we did everything by the rules. (laughs) Right, right, right. We did.
4: Good answer.
0: (laughs) That's what I
3: was thinking when I said Peter's probably thinking. That's what I was thinking.
2: (laughs) How. How did y'all come up with the character peppermint i, I love his just, i love his interview at the end of the of the film during the that's credits just
3: yeah yeah that's just chase that's not too different from who he is that's steph's husband <laughs> um but he, he's a great actor and uh now he was just having some fun but he's from texas and he's got he's a pretty kind of chill laid-back guy so that I think that was easy for him to slip into that character. And when <laughs> we were writing the outline, we we had that character that would discover them with the with the the body, the dead body, and uh, he would just be this this stoner, acid taking dude. And so we just we let chase 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 knew. All I'll say is chase knew what to do.
2: <laughs> I I, I loved his line at the end. <laughs> if I had known he was dead, I would try to brought him back to life.
0: <laughs> it's, he was leaving us um voice memos like mm-hmm.
3: it's
0: like weeks leading up to the movie and as peppermint and he was just like riffing and like <laughs> saying stuff and we'd be like oh my god and so we kept like we were we would like save his voice memos and so when we were on set we were like all right we want you to say this this and this like all <laughs> he had been kind of just, like coming up with and Uh, that was another scene that like could have been edited so differently because he said so many things. We just let the camera roll for like, I don't know, like five minutes or so. And he just kind (laughs) of went on and on and we kind of just had to cut, cut down and take like what we liked the best from it. But um, gosh, he he steals, he really kind of steals. I would say he steals the movie, but like his, (laughs) I don't know. He's a very memorable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's great. My dad liked peppermint more than me.
3: So
4: <laughs> that's fine. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, you know, <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, it's OK. <laughs> but did he love the film?
3: You know, I It sounds like he enjoyed it. My, it sounds like my parents enjoyed it, but I think they would have enjoyed it no matter what, <laughs> just being parents. So, but it sounds like they legitimately did like it. So that was good. So that, Cause you know, when that, they like it, o- when it's like,
2: that outweighs that? <clears throat> that outweighs their love of peppermint. So
3: yeah, mm. that's true that it's always funny when you get feedback. It like, no, I actually liked it. So that's when, you know, it's real, when you get the actually.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, of, uh, parents and, and what we were talking about earlier about, uh, You know, people trying to get clicks and everything and and, and, uh, subscriptions. I thought it was funny that Jericho's (laughs) own father was was kind of using his his situation to uh, to get to get further in a way. Yeah, Yeah.
3: (laughs) that was pretty good. That was funny. Uh, yeah, glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, that is also um, Peter and I being in the YouTube world for so long. It's it's there's been a lot of because um, also we have a uh, editing company and uh, we have uh, worked with a lot of YouTubers in the past and some are younger and their their parents have a following because <laughs> of their kids, so that the parents are like in that world and, <laughs> and trying to leech off the kids. And, and they, so, you know, again, it's, it's something we've experienced and we thought it would be amazing to try to capture that. And, uh, we thought daddy Jay, Jericho's dad was, uh, was a good, uh, character to show that with.
2: That was, yeah, that was hilarious. I, I love the drama <laughs> at the funeral when the, uh, when the, when the priest shows up and it ticks off the other influencer. <laughs> yeah, sh-
4: oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry about Shout that. Mark,
2: can you finish the Shout song? No, that's it. I'm out of <laughs> here.
3: Shout out to Tennessee Luke uh, who plays the priest. Uh, people might recognize him from uh, a ton of Tim and Eric sketches. And we've known Tennessee for a, for a long time. And we always try to put him in anything we do. And uh we hit him up and asked him if he would do this and we sent him a priest costume and the rest was history. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a legend. <laughs> um
2: before we let y'all go, Derek, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna flip the tables <laughs> and let them ask us a couple
0: questions. Ooh, all right. Here's a question. Who was your least favorite character? <laughs> oh, Mm. or or you, you instead of a character you can also say a scene yeah what didn't work we need yeah to we're trying it. to get some criticism here let's let's see what what did you not like about what did you think could have been better either through a character or a scene or something
2: uh i think hmm. Nothing against Kelsey, but I, I think her—I I don't think there was enough development with with her character
3: for as much that as she is, was used in the film. Yeah, her character is uh, we, yeah. Unfortunately, there were scenes yeah left on the cutting room floor because yeah we were trying. There, there were plans for more of the character arc, and that she also was like when Marty goes missing. Um, there, were, we had scenes where it turns out that she's also she starts a GoFundMe to make some money to capitalize on her brother. Missing. <laughs> so we tried to incorporate that with her character. So there was, there was more with her. And then th- there was a thing at the end where it kind of showed she's, she's fallen in love and it was going to be over the credits. Um,
0: but yeah, we decided to cut it out.
4: <laughs> well, you did mention the possibility of a sequel someday.
0: There we go. Or, is on table.
2: or to continue the viral campaign a viral campaign in conjunction with the movie. You could put those back as YouTube shorts. Yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> Very true. That'd be fun.
2: Um Like I said, it, it's, I don't think, you know, Kelsey did a great job in the role. It, it's, I just felt there, there just wasn't enough backstory or enough development. Yeah,
0: we get it. You're criticizing us. We get it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is what I asked right. for. So I'm fine with it. I'll just take my toys and go away now. Whoa.
4: You were
3: able to do that this whole time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: you can, we can do more than that. Yes. I was able to do this the whole time.
0: Wait, can I ask a movie, uh, a question unless, unless you also wanted to criticize us, which is fine. Um, but I do have another question. Uh, no,
4: actually, honestly, I cannot think of, of, um, I mean, like, you know, I, I would like to have seen more of Kelsey. Uh, that would have been cool. But I really can't think of anything and that the, to criticize. Yeah. There we go. So, uh, I'll
0: take it. <laughs> Put it on tomatoes. And, there it is. And I, I don't
2: know if mine's truly criticism or not. I just think it's an observation.
0: Yeah. No. And it's, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's fair as well. Um, but my other question would be, "Lord of the Rings" or "Star Wars." If
4: I if I absolutely had to choose one, it would have to be uh, Star Wars because that's what I mean. You know, it's been Star Wars since I was a little kid, so I'd have to go with Star Wars. Plus, we do a Star Wars podcast, so just kind of. I have to agree. Oh. It, for for me, it's
2: it's definitely Star Wars because that's how I got into the business.
0: All right, yeah. Uh, thank you, Barry White. Well. I personally am obsessed with the Lord of the Rings, and that's how I got into. Okay, the film. so there we go. Oh.
4: Um, I I've
2: been in the entertainment. Don't get me industry.
4: wrong. I I love the Lord oh, yeah. of the Rings. I loved it, but
2: I love the trilogy. I I thought the Hobbit was one film too long. Oh yeah. Um, but I love sure. what Peter Jackson did with everything. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, I've been in the industry 35 years, and it's the the spark for it came from from Star Wars when I first saw it back in '77.
3: Beautiful, Sam. You're Are Wars. we including Rise of Skywalker in this or not?
2: Well, if yeah, that's what got dang. you started in
4: this industry, you're you're pretty new.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> no, it's Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars guy. Star Wars guy. I will I will let you leave out Rise of Skywalker. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but, Star Wars it is. Cuz I feel the same way.
2: <laughs> but, the, but the Goonies moment in Rise of Skywalker were so
4: brilliant. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: so Sam, do you have any questions?
3: Well, you know, when we started uh, you know, when I could see your guys backgrounds, who had all those collectibles? Now I'm forgetting behind
2: uh, you, we both have a lot of collectibles, but okay. Derek's the one that's got them in the background,
3: okay. mine are in the curious. forefront, okay. I, I was just like seeing them, and I was like, which one is your the favorite or the most valuable that you got there? and i i, I really liked what I saw.
4: Oh boy, that's, a, <laughs> that's i don't I don't actually know which one's the most valuable, boy oh, in <laughs> favorite, boy, boy oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, this, th- I, this whole room that I'm in now is filled <laughs> with my collectibles. So, um, oh man, uh, <laughs> that's a really <laughs> hard question. I got,
0: <laughs> you can name three. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. So there's this whole wall here that that is my favorite and this whole wall here, <laughs> um, <laughs> actually <clears throat> right now I've been, um, one of the things I've really been enjoying is, uh, Hot Wheels has been putting out this line of of uh, like Star Wars Ooh. vehicles. I don't know if you can see that. That's a Land Speeder, and oh, yeah. uh, they got a bunch of the ships and stuff. So I've been collecting all of those, and uh, right now that's kind of my favorite thing. Um, nice. Yeah. So that,
3: as far I, as I, yeah, my my like my my main thing is like I got into like pop culture art, so it's like. I discovered Mondo and all that, Ooh. so that's been like my thing that I've been getting into, nice. and it's, so I've been trying. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's because it can be pricey so it's once in a while but that, that's fine. <laughs> right yeah it's it's my thing I,
2: I think for me uh with my various collectibles um probably toy wise or collectible wise it's probably i have one of the original darth vader mr potato heads Ooh.
3: um it, in the f- box
2: in the box vo- still in the box oh. darth tater yeah i i have uh <laughs> darth tater r2 potato <laughs> uh, boba chip spud trooper amazing uh, chip baka um i i don't have the whole series because i don't I, I have a loose yoda that was given to me by my in-laws um yeah i have a loose yoda somewhere but i i don't i don't have the others because it's like I, I should probably go back and get han solo to go with with Chewie. But it's like it's eh, just not appealing uh the only other one i'm really looking to get is the uh the clone trooper mr potato head
3: I didn't even know these were a thing.
1: Will
2: you? <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Will you ever sell them?
2: Um, I don't know. I know I'm getting ready to put uh, them in a storage bin for the garage because I'm redoing my display on what I want to mm-hmm. showcase. Uh, because what I'm what I'm collecting now is is changing. So, uh, but those are pieces I know I don't want to get rid of at the moment. Uh, but I think
4: my most valuable. If, if uh, if my wife had to say, then yes. I would be selling everything. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... same with my <laughs> wife. But if you <laughs> right.
2: if you look right here, you'll see a uh, Surrey cell of a it's one the um hack animals from the ewoks cartoon.
3: Ah, okay.
2: Which I got through uh the Star Wars fan club uh won the last years before they closed it out. Uh if you renewed or got a new subscription, they sent out series cells from the show. And I'm That's reading cool. and I'm reading online on the fan club page. Yeah, I got a hand, I got a I got an eye in a in a in a headpiece. I'm like <laughs> I am keeping my mouth shut because I got a whole <laughs> full head of an animal <laughs> that's that's cool yeah so, so I that can't. that's one of my, I, I don't know what the true value is uh but for me that it's it's priceless uh I love having that type of history
3: no that's really neat yeah I that's dangerous for me I, I gotta stay out of it because I'm gonna want to want everything and now that I know about this Darth potato I I kind of want that so I'm gonna look into it <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, I'm now, uh, yeah, that's the, that's always the, the curse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I, I still collect anything astromex, anything Chewbacca or Wookiees, um, I've gone down the rabbit hole of the Mandalorian retro figures. Uh, It's the figures that look like the old Kenner figures from when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. Kind of want to get the vintage collection figures as well, because I have this idea for a display. Uh, I have the old Power of the Force Cantina set. On one side, I want to do the retro figures. The other side, I want to do those same characters in the vintage. So it's like old and new. (laughs) I love it. Uh, yeah. And then anything Galaxy's Edge is, is a big thing. And Adat Drivers is the other big thing. Um, and then I guess as I'm looking, the only other real big thing is um, the Dr. Afra trio Dr. Afra and her two droids. Uh, anything with that, I, I've been going after. It's too much stuff. <laughs> The, the one yeah, that really the, the, the one project I would love to do and that I think is going to be too much for me right away is with all the various guests that we've had in the past um, across the three different shows that I do because uh, I also do a Marvel show uh, a Star Wars show with Derek um, and, and here any guests that I've had on that's got an action figure I want to do a shelf of this is the guest shelf and I want to figure mm. I want to figure from each one of those those guests that'd be cool. And, and that's a rabbit hole. that's going to cost me some money to do, <laughs> to do right. Mm, but yeah. It, it, it'd be a fun challenge to do.
4: Yeah.
3: And, yeah.
2: and it'd be a great memory, great memory piece. It's like, yeah, I, I love that. that. person? You know
4: what, you know, what's one funny thing I just thought of. Um, I have, uh, behind me, you probably can't see it from angle, but I have on the floor, I have a, a two foot tall plastic Superman toy. And, uh, it came out when, when, uh, during the Brand Routh Superman movie, and uh, yeah, the toy itself is is you know whatever. But the reason I love it so much is because I that year I I start, uh in a I don't know wherever online catalog whatever, and I said to my wife, "Look, a two foot tall Superman, isn't that awesome? I'd love to have." It. And I was joking around when I said, <laughs> but got it for me for Christmas. So I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> now I love it. <laughs> I, I, I did this.
2: I've got the same same type of thing. I have uh, when um, Batman and Robin came out, QVC had uh, was a PVC. It was was a twelve inch, sixteen inch uh, Doctor or Mister Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) and I said, "Yeah, it looks cool. It it, it looks pretty cool." And all of a sudden, I ended up with ended up with one.
3: You still have it? I still have it. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) So nice. I have a fondness for those movies.
2: <laughs> Love the first two. Uh, the only thing I liked about the last two was uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler. I'm a big Riddler fan. Yeah,
3: yeah. New Riddler looks interesting.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to be open-minded. <laughs> I, 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 Actually, the the trailer for the movie does look pretty good. I must say, trailer trailer's got
2: my interest, but I, I'm at the moment i'm I'm holding I'm holding my breath on Riddler because I. I f- what i've seen so far there's too much change i think they're straight from
4: the character it depends on yeah it depends on what they do with them because yeah that could that could be temporary and they don't want to show you know the final product that's why i'm I'm trying to be a little optimistic and
2: and right yeah since we brought up batman Derek, while listening to your latest episode it was 206 that was laughing about your radio voice the oh. radio effect. um <laughs> i disagree with you and chris about jeff goldblum as joker i think currently jeff goldblum would make a much better mad hatter mm. i like it i'll let you pitch that to chris
4: if i would go for it no i i always thought we have a uh, me and my buddy me and my buddy do a, another podcast where we review um a lot, mostly old '80s films and stuff. Stuff, but uh, we um, we have a thing that we started that we call the Bacon List, and uh, basically any actor who, no matter what he's in, he always makes it better. And the first and the first person we put on that list was Jeff Goldblum, as we love him. I love uh, Goldblum. Oddly enough, Kevin Bacon is not on the Bacon List. I will say
3: it's confusing <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> um. W- we already said find the film pretty much on any VOD platform, right?
0: Right. Out there. Bigfoot Famous. It is out there. iTunes, Apple TV, Amazon. YouTube. You can go on Amazon and
3: get it on DVD if you want. It's a little overpriced, but you can do that.
4: Tubi? Is it on Tubi? Is it on Tubi? I don't know. Probably
0: not yet. Is uh, that a- I don't know.
4: Pluto TV. Yeah. I, I like that there's a place – I like that there are places where you can put your movies now, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, very It's very
0: so. really cool that we could make something and then, you know, kind of on our own and be able to get it out on the same platforms that a lot of other big movies kind of are highlighting their films these days. So, technology yeah, is working in our favor,
4: definitely.
2: But where can our listeners find you guys online?
0: Well. We got, Sam, you do, it. you're really good at doing this. this it's research. been a
3: long time. <laughs> Just, well, <laughs> it's, it, I guess Instagram right now is sort of the most active, but it's at Bad Weather Films. And uh, it's Bad Weather Films, I guess, across all platforms. But um, YouTube, you could check out our old sketches. We have, what, over a 100 on there from, from um, the years? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, we're, we're not active on TikTok. We don't know how to use it yet. Uh, I agree
2: with you I know the feeling (laughs) (laughs) I love watching it just don't know how to use it
3: it's entertaining but we haven't broken in yet Uh, yeah Instagram would be the the place and yeah we're not really active on Twitter we we should be more active probably
0: yeah we have a Facebook as well but YouTube if you want to watch stuff (laughs) Instagram if you want to see
3: stuff (laughs) Eric any
4: final questions final thoughts um Just uh, I enjoyed the movie, uh, so I definitely recommend checking it out. And uh, thank you guys for coming on. Well, thanks for having
0: us. Yeah, thank you so much, and thanks for checking out the film. I really well, appreciate pl- it, taking it, the time it, to do
2: that. It is definitely one that I would say you could watch multiple times with no problem, and I'm sure you'll find things you missed the first time.
0: Cool, I love that. So, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Oh, thank,
2: thank you guys for hanging out with us. Having a good yeah. time. <laughs> and <laughs> thank again, you. we thank, thank you. Lauren, even though she had to <laughs> to split a little early. Um, now,
3: Lauren's not a part of this anymore.
2: Freddie Huff Freddie Huff's being written out of the film
3: like like Freddie Huff does yeah just (laughs) kidding but yeah thank you Lauren
2: um so until next time
4: so um